This episode is brought to you by TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com. TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com is your all access to culture. Check out cultural merchandise like leggings, hats, mini boxing gloves, and bags. Also, t shirts like hip hop, nature, rock bands, reggae, and dark fantasy. Fast shipping worldwide. That's TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com. Now, let's check out this episode. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this man has been in the business for a very long time, but he didn't get the break. But he's going to explain everything to us. And he has a new album called Perseverance, and it's going to tie everything right in. You know, we have in the building today, we have Mr. Joseph Velvet in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? I a whole other thing. If I start tell you, I, you know, it won't stop right now. Yeah. You know, but everything is good in me. I'm healthy and alive. You know, seeing that this thing is plaguing everybody and taking out some people, mm. friend of mine, family, and all that. But um, it's a blessing to be here. You know. Definitely. Thank you for joining us here on the Entertainment Report podcast today. I am very honored to be here thank you all right on the entertainment report podcast we like to go right from the beginning and then bring it right up to 2021 so my first question for you is this where do you grow up in jamaica and what type of child were you well i i i, I was born in a place called Cockburn pen kingston 11 mm-hmm. and um child i was i wasn't really a real bad child makes it so a little trouble but you know i grew up in a very humble home and um my parents was very strict sometimes and you know i i managed to grow up and be a good person i think i am a good person coming out of that environment in copper pen where you know it's a lot of you know bad vibes and criminals and all type of people. I mean, got you a hundred percent. So even growing up in the area musically, who do you remember seeing or hearing musically in the area at that time there? I, I remember hearing, um, Sons of Negus and, um, the Tartans. I don't know if you have ever heard of those singer, mm-hmm. um, uh, Toots and the Beatles. I grew up hearing a lot of singers and uh, Dennis Brown. You know, there's a lot of musicians who come out of Cabern Pen. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of musicians. I, you know, trying to call the name right now, it's a lot. Hmm. I would guess that you were close to Daddy Uroy was in the area also over on Kling Kling Avenue there. Oh yes, that's Daddy Uroy. I'm at Telegadres Souls, man. That's that's a brother. Uh, he was one of the men who encouraged me. You know, I did a, 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 a concert in Copper and Pen, mm-hmm. the first concert in Copper and Pen, inside that ballroom. You know, the ballroom right there at Clinton Avenue on Olympic Way. Okay. Uh, and um, after finishing that concert, he said to me, um, can you do a single for me? Or can you do a music for me? That was his words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I said yes, but unfortunately, I was about about three or four days after I was coming to America. I didn't tell him that, you know, because you have to be tightly 
when 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 he get the chance to move out, you know, in that <laughs> era and that time. So I didn't tell him, but he wanted me to do a single for him, and you know, unfortunately that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So even music what was your attraction to music at that time there was it something you heard somebody you seen doing it what did you like about music back then that you even wanted to get involved since i was a child i love music i i would make my own instrument out of fishing line and board and you know them big erin uh what you call it erin casket or whatever they call it <laughs> uh, but i would make my guitar out of that and play music and made drum and everything like that. Since I was a child, I did school concert. I did um, community concert, like one that I've mentioned before. And, you know, you have people who like Mr. Mr. Um, Mr. Harris, Mr. Rodney, and some other men in the era, they would pay me to sing mm -hmm. when I was a child. So that's where I know I have I have some talent that, you know, could go on further with. Got you. And who were some of the singers that you liked or you really liked to listen to or you looked up to at that time there? Dennis Brown, Barry Salmon, Bob Marley, and on the American side, uh, Shylight, Stylistics, Many artists, many you know, many, many, many artists. Mm -hmm. All right. So when you were in Jamaica, you didn't get to actually record in the studio before you came. Any music whatsoever? No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. Did you get to sing on any sound systems or do any other concerts or anything while you were down there? Yeah, like I mentioned before, I did one concert in the same ballroom. Uh, right here, um, Olympic Way and, and, and um, Clinton Avenue. I I was the one who put on that co that concert. I was the first person who put on a concert. Mm -hmm. You know, well, long long time ago, uh, uh, like in the sixties and and fifties, there were like politicians who put on shows with Miss Bennett, Louise mm -hmm. Bennett, and Ronnie Williams. But after a while, everything just dropped. And at one time, there was a political war in Jamaica, and the place was like, you know, war torn, war torn, mm -hmm. I should say. And a lot of people ran away, and, you know, the place was just barren. And I was the first person who put on a concert to try to build back the community uh, with Danny Bob. Um, you have a guy they call Wrong Move, that is Paul Crasdale. He used to play for um, Luciana. Mm -hmm. And um, some other one like Danny, they, Danny, they, 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 they played for Firehouse. Mm -hmm. Some other guy, we put on the concert. We were, you know, that was the, f the first concert we did. But I used to do like, before that, like um, people were having their birthday and he would call me to sing and I, I did one wedding also mm -hmm. okay and so i was really involved in music but not in the recording because mm -hmm. you know it, it was it was very hard for me as a child 
and uh, my parents wasn't really supportive in that in that um, field. Mm -hmm. They wanted me to be something else, you know. But I I still managed to do music. I still up to this time get involved in music and stay involved. Got you 100% there. All right, so then you said first it was Daddy you were wanted to take you to the studio. That didn't work out a couple of days after you were coming to the States. So what was it like coming to the States? Did you actually want to get back into music when you got here, where you just came to work or go to school or whatever the case was at that time there? Yeah, definitely wanted was to, to, to get back into music, but that's, that's, that's the hardest thing because mm -hmm. nobody knows... You know, you have to come from Jamaica with a hit. As you know, somebody has to know you before you are being recognized. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I still keep that in mind that I that, that I want to do a musical. I want to have a musical career. Mm -hmm. I. Um, it was about two, three years after I came here. One of my friend heard me singing and. Uh, he said, you know, you got a voice, so let's do something. Mm -hmm. So we make up our little money. We're working together. We're working at a place called Benwood's Mason Supplies in in, um, in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. And we we put our money together and go to the studio, a studio on Cartelier Road. The, 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 the owner of the studio is Light Cross. You might have heard about him. Mm -hmm. He... he um, and I did my first song in 87. That was um, a song called, it's a, it's a cover mm -hmm. of Wildflower. Yep. And I, I did that song. It was distributed by VP. Mm -hmm. How did you how do you connect with VP, especially you not really having no connects, not really knowing anybody? How did you get connected with VP? Well, um, when I came here, mm -hmm. I come up with a song that I wrote, and I send back money to my friend to to produce it, mm -hmm. and um, they produce it and send it, the, the you know the two inch mix down reel that we that that we use mm -hmm. in those time that was in the eighties, and I take it to Jalife. July record uh, that that is on um, Utica Avenue, I think. Yeah, Utica, mm -hmm. and um, that's how I get to meet some people in the business, like Sister Carol, Ski and Success, uh, many, many singer, many other singers. Mm -hmm. uh, Sluggy Rankin, God rest his soul too, um, and I get to know uh, quite a few people. So. That's how I really get to to, to um, give my song to VP. Mm -hmm. I just made a song and, and take it to 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 um, what's his name again? Um, Miss Pat's son. That, that, that's that's um. Is that Chris? Chris. Mm -hmm. Chris. I take it to Chris, and Chris said, "Okay, I'll I'll distribute it for you." Mm -hmm. And that's how that happened. I mean, he didn't know me or anything like that, but I guess the way that I talked to him and he might be laughing and say, no, oh, this man has come with, 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 us, with something like this and expect, expect me to, to distribute it. But he still took it and okay. distributed it. 
And what was that like? Did it get any traction, that song? How did it do for you? Well, it, it gave me a little recognition, you know, as, as a singer then, you know, I, I get shows from it. And it was playing on the radio. I, I gained some, some popularity, but, but it, it didn't do much because when the, 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 the amount that we pressed and take it to, to VP mm -hmm. and other places, it finished and we couldn't make back anymore, you know, so, <laughs> so it did. And then there was the music, the, the people who play the music on the radio, they wanted a lot of money, you know, like this this one name, um, what's, what's his name again? Uh, but anyway, he wanted one to play the song you have to give him one hundred dollar one time, and then I give him one two hundred dollar. He played me two times, and I asked him, you know, can he play it again? He said, no, you you need to bring more money. Come, so you know, it it was, and we were we were just working people, you know. Mm -hmm. I used to drive a truck <laughs> uh, for Glenwood Mason Supplies, so you know, we use the money that 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 I that I get like for tip and all that to 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 to, to finance the music. But and that was enough, you know. It wasn't enough. From there. Okay, yeah. so then now you have out this song and everything. So did you start to get into the sound system circuit, the stage show circuit, or more to try to get into more studios at this time here now? Yeah, more studio. I I I didn't I didn't sing on any sound system. What what I where I used to sing is like in the basement. Mm -hmm. A lot of basement where we where I would meet Frankie Paul. Uh, Mr. Easy, uh, Sam Shined, and 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 um, many other artists, Logan and all that. But I didn't, um, I didn't like singing and sound, you know, and I didn't like hanging out at studio either. And that's where Sluggy invited me to do to to come to the studio. There was a studio, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, Dan Juan. Dan Juan. Yeah. <laughs> that man's shooter. And we go down there when I look everybody's just back up there and you know it, it, it wasn't it was my thing. So I, I I didn't go back there. But you know, if I had stay I I, I would get some dub plate, make some dub plate. But I didn't like that. That wasn't really your thing. No, that wasn't that was my thing. You brought up but a name. Yes. You brought up a name, Sluggy. What was Sluggy like as a person? Because you know he passed on already. So we, we usually like to hear about people that passed from people that knew them. What was he like as a person? Uh, Sluggy was much younger than I am. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he, he, he was like a kid. His, his way was like a, a kid, more like a kid. But he was a screw face, you know. <laughs> all the time and people people would think that he is really a bad person but if you get to know him good <laughs> he's not really bad he, he's you just have to uh, you know hack that way because of the environment that he's in but i think he's a very good uh, you know at that time uh, he, he was a good person to me uh, and i don't know much about him <laughs> more than just just like um tenasar when I meet Tenasar, Tenasar was sick, you know. Tenasar was was using 
you know. Mm-hmm. And um, Tenasha was such a good youth. We, you, you ever heard of um, Percy, Percy, uh, Percy, uh, Percy Chin? Sounds so familiar. Yeah, Percy Chin um, wanted me and and and, and um, Tenasha to do a song together. Okay. And Tenasha, when Tenasha get the money, he, he missing for like four or five days, you know, and the studio was booked and everything, so we let, we didn't see him again, but. I, I reason with him a lot and understand what he was going through, you know, and that was in his last days that, 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 that uh, you know, the last days of his life. And I, I really feel sorry for him. And I liked him, you know, just like, just like Sluggy, Sluggy, they always gravitate to me, you know, because I was the working one and, you know, the one that maybe have a, more seniority, you know. Mm-hmm. So they they always look up to me and respected me. That's big right there. Especially the fact that you were supposed to record with tennis and it didn't happen. It's just, this is why I like to have these conversations because there's so many supposed to what ifs almost did that never happened that people don't get to hear these stories. Yeah. Just like um when after after I came out with um, Wildflower mm-hmm. and getting some some traction, they, they, this guy uh, Barry Biggs mm-hmm. and um, Jeffrey Chang, they take me to Manhattan mm-hmm. to do a song that I think Jeffrey wrote the song and um, another singer sing it, and he wanted to do it over. At that time, he had just produced an album with with Maxi Priest. Uh, um, I don't remember. I just wanna be close to you. Mm-hmm. That album, his big album, there. Yep. He, yes, yes. And um, he wanted us. He wanted an album with me. I don't know for what reason, but but um, he wanted an album. And when we go to the studio, mm-hmm. the engineer couldn't get the, the thing up and running. And you know, it, it was a big blow to me and to him because he wanted was to, to do. But he went to, to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. At, when I take him to the airport, he said to me, just be exclusive. He's a good artist. Just be exclusive. And I, I, I know what exclusive is. And I I follow him from there. But he didn't he didn't come back to... to, to, to he died in Jamaica. Mm. So you know that, that 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 was another blow for me. It's yeah. like, oh my goodness! It's like first the um the Tennessee now with the producer, and this is still very early in your career. It's like you're just you have out the one song. Yes. Yeah, I only had one song, mm-hmm. and um, it was really a big blow for me. I I. I thought about giving up because I'm saying so many hit and miss, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I don't think this was for me, but there's something that does keep pushing me, pushing me, you know, go ahead and do music. That's what this thing is telling me. And I, and I just continue. I persevere. Mm-hmm. Like the album says, perseverance. 
you understand. Yeah. So, okay, you have Wildflower, it's bubbling, it's doing its thing. What was your next move in the music business now after that? After that, I, I came to Philadelphia. Okay. That's where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And um, that's about 20 years ago. I, I did two songs and they were they were um, distributed by a company called uh, Star Something from Tennessee mm -hmm. and Nashville, Tennessee. And just as that, as I put that album out, I mean those two songs out, I had an accident, mm -hmm. a, car, a motor vehicle accident. Mm -hmm. And that licked me out of the business for a very very long time i you know i my spine was injured i i could hardly walk or do anything and i i was very 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 depressed mm -hmm. you know and then after that i i said you know what i'm not gonna let this keep me down and my son Jojo Singer, his name is Jojo Singer, he's a singer also. He 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 um he keep on motivating me, Daddy you gotta go back and do what you love, you know, because that that is something that you started and you have been doing it and you can't let but he didn't know what I'm feeling because I like to, to perform mm -hmm. and with the pain and, 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 and all that, performance was very much out of it. You know? Mm -hmm. I I tried, you know, I tried some little gigs, but the pain was still there. And, you know, it take me a very long, long, long time to get back into it. Well, when I could come back, my first song that I come back with was a song called Fun Night. Fun Night, I, I come back with Fun Night and Produced by by Barris France, Barris France, and um, that one was it kind of a give me back, bring me back in in, in the mix, you know. Mm -hmm. And after that, I did another song, mean it, mean it, mean it was was also a popular one, you know. That kind of bring me back mm -hmm. with with also a video. And um, from there, I start doing little shows and gigs all over the place. And my last gig, last gig that I did was um, a frontline act for Barry Salmon and um, South Street, a place called TLA. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't a good performance to me because I, I, I was still having... Um, problem and, and, and the promoter and, and thing, we were having, you know, a lot of problems. But people come up to me and say, it was, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's good. They will say that, you know, patronize you and thing like that. But to me, I, I didn't think that was a good performance. And this is when you're getting to perform with somebody like Barris Hammond, somebody that you look up to as a singer also. Yes. Mm -hmm. But before before uh, before I came to to to, to Philadelphia, I I perform with um, Mark Daddy guy. Uh, what's his name? 
Mikey Jarrett. His name Mikey, Mikey Jarrett. Jarrett. Yes, Mikey, Mikey Jarrett. Jarrett. Mm-hmm. I did show with Mikey Jarrett. I did show uh, with with um, uh, Shaggy. That time Shaggy wasn't even Shaggy yet. Mm-hmm. I, I I did show with 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 um, Gregory Isaac. Okay. Hold on there. What was it like now performing with somebody like Greg Rice, like somebody that you looked up to singing on records? He's probably seen them at shows. Now you and them are in the same place performing on the same show. What was that like? It was like a dream come true. You know, I, I really, uh, you know, I didn't know that that would really happen, but mm-hmm. you know, it happened and. He wasn't really a guy that talked a lot or anything like that. He just sit there by himself. I, I, I don't know. But after the show, he was, he, he, you know, he, he opened up and started talking. But mm-hmm. while we were there in, in, in the room, in the back room, and he wasn't saying much, you know. But I heard when I started singing, he come out and said, how that, how that? You know, he was inquiring about who, who was I. Mm-hmm. But I, I was opening up for him. We had about three other guys was was opening up, was was the opening act. But Gregory Isaac, after the show, he, he you know he's, he's a character. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's a man that will make you laugh, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 very funny too. I liked him. Another one with 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 um, Freddie McGregor. That was the same one that 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 I was with 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 Mikey Jarrett. Yeah. That show, some problem was going on with that also. Um, we started out singing and then you know, but all the men didn't do anything because they didn't get no money. Mikey Jarrett was was about to fight also, mm-hmm. you know, because no, no no money wasn't what wasn't there for him. But I was I was ready because. I didn't care about money because money worked to me. That was that wasn't it. I just want to perform. Mm-hmm. I just want people to see me. And and that 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 you know coming back that that is back in New York, mm-hmm. but in Philadelphia now. I did. I did with the one that I just mentioned with with Barry Salmon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and South Street. I did many more with different different artists. Um, one with Shaggy also, you know, um, uh, I don't remember the name of that place, mm-hmm. but I did quite a few performances. And about two weeks ago, two, no, three weeks ago, I did a show with um, with some guys like Moses Livingston and, you know, other guys. You know, it was people that I know and they put on something and we, we did that in a, in a mall okay you know it it was just something to do a vibe there question i want to go back a bit and then go forward how come you moved from new york to philadelphia because at this time here now when you got to the states new york was almost like the epicenter for reggae and dancehall and those stuff here when it came to inside of the states i'm not sure what the vibe was like in philadelphia for reggae and dancehall but i know new york was definitely the spot so how come you moved to philly at that time there it was a personal problem mm-hmm. i mean with me and my family you know Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't about the musical thing. It, it was just a personal thing that I had to come to Philadelphia because of family reason. 
that I just can't explain right at, at this point. For sure. I get that because I was saying if it was musically, you'd know that that's where everybody is. You understand? But again, you, you live two lives. You live musical and you live family. So then clearly you had to do what you had to do to continue moving forward. Right. You know what I mean? All right. So you're doing your thing. You got your performances. You got into the accident. Now, how long after your accident did you decide to try to get back into the ring again? About 15 years after so long yeah because um like i said i i, I like to perform mm -hmm. and my my back wasn't giving me that that opportunity mm -hmm. I, I i was i was down and feeling pain you know so it took me that long to really get back mm -hmm. but um after getting back you know i, I did a lot of exercise and, and therapy and it, it bring me to a level not quite how i would really want it to be and then i'm not that young you know <laughs> so so you know it takes a little while to it's gonna be a hard hard thing for me to really get back to where i was and i don't think i, I i'll be able to get back to there again but I, I can do a, a bit, you know, I can, I can, I did shows and people come up to me and said, how old are you? Mm -hmm. And told them my years, they, they're like, what? And you're so fit and, and strong and all that, mm -hmm. you know, that is one of the things that, 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 that I, I love about my, 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 my musical career mm -hmm. is my performance. I like, I like to dance and perform for my, for my audience and you know, with that back problem, mm -hmm. it, it, it was like a problem, but I am getting there. Yeah. And you're making it work. Definitely for sure. You even brought up something age. Cause I was reading somewhere where you said, okay, when you made up your mind to really come back, this is 15 years later, you're a little older now. Do you find that with age that people you think people won't want to listen to you or what do you find is it with age and the music business yeah people people tend to um not showing you that respect because they're saying that you're trying to, to to do something that is young people thing and they wouldn't know that i, I you know i started out doing it so i left i have to explain to them and tell them that i was in the business of, long time ago and, and you know ray 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 and mm -hmm. <laughs> but that 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 was a big um turn off for people i think mm -hmm. and i still think it is because you know like for example a record company wouldn't want to sign a contract with me unless i have big music and and you know things is going big for me but I don't think a record company executive would really want to, to sign me at this age because I'm not, I'm, I'm in my sixties, you know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm not young. I'm, I'm 64. <laughs> so, you know, I, I wouldn't think that. And a lot of people, they, they they like. I don't know. I don't think they like to see an old man singing. 
<laughs> but you see what, what it seems like? You just have this thing in your mind, your heart, your spirit, and your soul that's telling you, say, listen, put out the music. We'll figure it out after the fact, but you just need to get it out of your soul. Right. Right. And that's what exactly happened. Because after doing so many songs and doing, you know, shows and, and gigs all over the place, and, you know, I'm not getting the recognition that I, that I, that I think I deserved, mm -hmm. I said to myself, you know, something, maybe if I do an album, I would get more recognition. Mm -hmm. And that's how the album Perseverance come to light. You Let know? me tell you, I listened, I listened to the album and this is one thing I cannot lie about. The production value, the production quality, your voice and everything surprised the hell out of me. I cannot oh. see here and lie to you. I said, okay, I see the production proper vocals, proper 10 songs, proper. You know, thank I mean? you. Yeah, thank man. you. I, I, you know, I've heard that a lot, but I, and I, and I hope that people would, would, um, listen to the album and, 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 you know, mm -hmm. um, make the same conclusion as you that it, it's, you know, because it's a good album, it's, it's, it's really some good songs on it also. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm open to, 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 um, get a, a good feedback from that. Mm -hmm. You know? And you wrote you wrote all these songs or some are covers or what's the deal with the songs? I wrote all the songs. Mm -hmm. I wrote this wrote an Elpin Productions and all that. But um the producer is Boris France. Mm -hmm. Um and he's a good producer. You hear the quality of of, of the song, right? Yeah. So you know it, it's 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 a well well produced song. I mean everybody that I that, that interview me mm -hmm. And and I talk with Willis to you know because I have some some um, CDs out also mm -hmm. I, you know as promotion I gave to people and all of that all the time the thing clean it's clean clean that's what mm -hmm. I'm hearing it's clean yeah, and for sure right. so you know I hope that it will it will take some sort of a um, space in the music business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm hoping for. Definitely. Let's talk about the lead single here. Do what do what I gotta do. How did you come up with that one there? <laughs> you know, I'm hearing people singing all type of love songs about um climb the ice mountain and swim the the, 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 the most sea, the, 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 the deepest sea and all kind of thing. You know, I didn't want to go back there because that that's kind of a out of it. Now Oh, I have a wife and I, I love her. I like what she's doing. She does for me, you know, when I'm down and out and all that, she, she's always there for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just thought that I, I should make something for her. I don't know how those lyrics come, come about, but, but it's, <laughs> it just come, it just come out. I got to do what I got to do, um, to, to, to impress her or to show her that I love her. So I'll do, I'll fight Bolt. I mean, um, Tyson, <laughs> run left Bolt, um, be a superstar, mm -hmm. and, and all of that. The hardest thing that, that you can think of, I'll do for her, you know? That's how that's, that, that, that song come about. 
Definitely. And even talking about that lyrics, lyrical. Yes. And even vocals, the singing style, it does not sound dated. It doesn't sound like you were in the 80s and this is 2021 and you're trying to put out some new music, but you're still thinking that it's 1987. You sound like you, you, we know you're a big man. You're keeping your age. You're not trying to sound like a child, but you definitely have updated your vocals and how it sounds and words and everything, the style of singing. Yeah, I, 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 I appreciate that. I, I didn't know, you know that, that it was that impressive, mm-hmm. but it's a, when I listen to the to the to the, to the whole album, mm-hmm. I could pick other songs to to really push and promote as because I have some good songs on it like um, uh, this one, uh, mean it, mm-hmm. mean it. I I could really um, use that as the as the the, the 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 song for the album. But do what I gotta do. It. The lyrical content is is different. I'm not hearing anything like that. So I said, look, this should be the the, the lead song on the album. Do what I got to do. And, you know, I don't know how other people think, but that is the one I I, I really put in more effort into. I want to do a a video of it. Mm -hmm. And... I am working on the, the, the what you call it, the, the script to to do a video um, sometime next year, early next year, because um, the lyrical content is is different, you know, mm-hmm. and I think people will, will will like a video from that one. Uh, what do you think? For sure, especially being in the social media, the visual era, if you're going to put out music and you say, okay, I'm putting out music now in 2021, you still got to follow the rules. So you need the visuals and to bring that song to life. We'd definitely love to see how you brought that song to life visually. Yeah. I, I might use an, a, a younger actor. Because I'm still, I'm still worried about my age, my age if if if, if it will be taken, you know. Yeah, but so at, the end of, at the end of the day, you might. You have to remember something with music. Music doesn't really have any age. It doesn't have any limit. It doesn't have any language. It's just once you put it out, there must be somebody, even if it's one other person, it's your next door neighbor or somebody, somebody has to like this music, but it's your job to find your audience. Where do I find this audience? That's looking for what I'm presenting. That's now your job because they're out there, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, I think that these interviews and, and all that will, will, will help me to identify that because, I haven't really identified an audience for for my 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 um, style of singing and and the music that I put out. And it's reggae, yes, mm-hmm. and authentic reggae. But um, the is 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 anybody want to listen to that that type of uh, uh, you know? I'll have to find that 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 set of people who will like that that style and and, and that music. They're out there. If if somebody's gonna listen to Glenn Washington, if somebody's gonna listen to Barry Hammond, if somebody's gonna listen to George Noakes, you're definitely gonna listen to Joseph Velvet. You understand? Thank you, thank you. So I'll have to mark it. 
it, uh, in that in that um, in that genre. For sure, but it's reggae, reggae genre. But with those artists, you know, market to the, to, to their fans. For sure, you know yeah. what I mean. Because you know, you have to remember when you're not singing music, you might listen to music. You know what you like to listen to. There must be another hundred. Thousand, ten thousand, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, hundred thousand people like you that like to listen to what you're listening to, also. Right, right, right. You understand? Thank you. Good to go. How long did it take you guys to actually work on this project here? And it's about six months. Okay. Because I had I, I, most of the song that I, not most. Some of the songs on, on the album is, is, is songs that I already put out, mm -hmm. you know, was out there, but they didn't do anything, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I just use them, use them. It's, they're already produced, but in terms of mastering and all that, you know, that's a different thing. So I'll have to, I, I, I was to do that over with, with some of those songs that I already did. Mm -hmm. But the new ones, you know, it took me about six months or about. Yeah, around about six months. Good to go. And where could they pick up the album right now? Where is it available? They're on all. It, it is on all um, digital distribution sites: iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, all of them. Apple, you know, all of them. Right across the board. And what I really respect about what you're doing too, you have a PR person because that's how we're sitting down here right now. Your PR people reached out to me and said, hey, let's do this because we do work before. This is Fair Lindsay from um, Acclaim, Acclaim PR. Yes. Oh, yeah, she, right. She's definitely professional. And when she presented me your package and I looked at it, I said, okay, your digital distribution, here's snippets of your songs, you're buying everything. I said, okay, you definitely, you're in the right place. Yeah, in the right hands. I mean, Flerlin's is, is is she's great. Mm -hmm. You know, she she's she's a very 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 talented and um, humble, you know, individual. Mm -hmm. And I, I I it's a pleasure working with her. Mm -hmm. You know, definitely. One last question before I get you out of here. Your name, Joseph Velvet. How did you come up with that name? And how did you get that name? <laughs> I did. I, I didn't come up with it. You know, I I had a lot of. Uh, managers throughout the time that I've been doing the, the music mm -hmm. and this one lady she she she's the one who gave me the name and I just run with it because mm -hmm. I like it and she she is I don't want to mention her name because there's so much other managers but she's the one who gave me that name and I, I, I like it you know it, mm -hmm. And what was your performing name before you had Joseph Velvet? Uh Joseph Velvet come come coming out like in the eighties when I first did my um did, did the the wildflower mm -hmm. that came when I used to perform in Jamaica it was just like Wilson mm -hmm. that's what they called me Wilson mm -hmm. and uh, our Joseph no Joseph Jones yeah you know. And it was no official thing because you know that in Jamaica I, I didn't even have a song out, mm -hmm. so you know that's how the name come by. This lady did some did some management for me, 
and I had many managers, trust me. Mm -hmm. You know, some are damagers mm -hmm. <laughs> and some they try, you know, mm -hmm. but they don't know the, the thing much. But I still give them thanks for, for helping me. For sure. And I just want to say big up to Flair Lindsay and thank her for, for all that she's doing for me. Mm -hmm. And my producer, Boris Franz, my wife, Ruth, and my daughter, Jenny's, and my little granddaughter, and that's the youngest one, uh, Amaya, and all my friends and fans. Just want to say love you and keep, and, you know, thanks for, for believing in me through this journey and beyond, hopefully. Nice, like that. Are you on social media, Facebook or anything, Instagram, if they want to check you out or anything? Yeah, Instagram, um, jo Joseph.Velvet. That, that's an um, Instagram. And um, Joseph Jones on Facebook and Joseph Velvet also on Facebook. Good, like that. One last question for you. What's the um, reggae scene like in Philadelphia? Compared back then to right now, Reggae scene since since the, the the pandemic, it has you know toned down a bit. Mm -hmm. But the Reggae scene is 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 good in Philadelphia. I can tell you that. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Uh, there's a lot of um, shows going on, and dance and all that is going on. But you know, not as not quite as much as, as it used to mm -hmm. before the pandemic. Philadelphia is, 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 is good. I, I mean, you don't miss much. Mm -hmm. I, I don't miss much leaving, leaving New York, you know, because and I just want to pick up the DJs, all the Philadelphia DJs and, 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 and uh, um, New York DJs and all the DJs who played my song, No mm -hmm. Respect. Quite a bit. Definitely. Mr. Velvet, thank you so much for sitting down with it. This was a great conversation to see your journey, to see your perseverance, because that's the name of the album, to where you are today. You understand? Thanks for having me, brother. And it's an honor. No respect. No problem. That's a, that's a big name right there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> muscle. I wish, I, I, that's, that's, that's what I should call myself, Joseph Muscle. <laughs> I, I, ha I have it copyright, so you might have to talk to my team. <laughs> they can talk to your team and we can take care of it from there. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Mr. Come Velvet, there. let me give you an outro and get you out of here. Well, right. ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichunt.com. <laughs>